0: If you're finding that you're feeling stressed, have no outlet to share your emotions and thoughts and put things down on paper, then you may want your very own self-love journal. It's customizable and personalized so you can choose your front cover, whichever resonates most with your body. This self-love journal is a safe space to document all of your experiences, reflect on your thoughts and be in touch with your emotions. It's been crafted to uplift, inspire and empower women. Your self-love journal will help you achieve all of your small and lifelong goals and most importantly, help you fall in love with yourself. You can pick either the three or six month journal, pop your name on the front, to make it personalised to you and it'll walk you through bi-weekly phases where you can plan your goals, manifest, write down your worries and work out how you want to combat them and overcome them, teach you all about affirmations and how they can positively impact your mental health and your mindset and also a weekly spread where you can knuckle down on those to-dos and achieve your goals. Just head over to www.selflovejournal.co.uk to shop. Hey everyone and welcome back to It's Your Life and This Is Mine, the podcast with your host, Charlotte Emily Price. Today we have a guest on that will be talking about her experience working in a mental health hospital and um, probably delve into like, the challenges you face mm-hmm. at work and maybe even go into maybe your past if you're happy to talk about it. And yeah. Um, yeah, welcome. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah,
1: hi everyone. Um, so my name is Veronica and I currently work as a healthcare assistant in a private mental health hospital, mm-hmm. but I also work um, in a school for children of special needs, so it's a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So you balance
0: your time half and half between the two? Is it, is it both part-time?
1: Um, no, currently I work uh, full-time mm-hmm. in a hospital, and I do school whenever mm-hmm. I can, mm-hmm. um, but... She's worked crazy.
0: I remember when we met the first <laughs> time, I was like, you, you're crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think I'm addicted to work, I'm yeah. not gonna lie, but I kind of love it. I love being busy and, you know, planning stuff ahead, mm-hmm. just being really, really proactive. Mm-hmm.
0: You no, know, I feel that. I think a lot of people think it's toxic to be working constantly, but if you love what you do, then it's not really, you mm-hmm. don't really feel like it's work, I guess if that makes sense. You just feel like, oh, you enjoy doing what you do or enjoy being busy. So it's not a strain. And like, if someone else wants to go and sit and play games in the evening, like I'd rather sit and edit a podcast episode or a video. Like That's my idea of fun.
1: So I think that's fine. Yeah, especially like you said, if you do what you like and you enjoy, it's like the best Mm -hmm. because you're not only working and, you know, making money and stuff. Mm -hmm. You are, Firstly, just doing something good for other people and mm-hmm. for yourself, because you feel, you know, more fulfilled and accomplished. Mm-hmm. And it's also part of self-growth and self-development. And you can, mm-hmm. you know, just do what you like, really. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what
0: you do is amazing compared to like me, who I just post stupid videos online. Oh no! <laughs> um, you're actually doing something for the community, yeah. for um, the world, and changing people's lives. So, first of all, I want to tell you what I've read when I searched on Google, like what happens in a mental health hospital. I like doing this because um, I want to see if you agree or disagree with what comes was, up. Yeah. Um, I think it's just quite a fun way to like start I the episode. I love the stigma around mental
1: health hospitals. Uh-huh. Like everyone thinks it's just, you know, crackheads running around. Uh, but it's not really like
0: that. No. No. <laughs> um, so this is what I found first thing that came up. It just says when you work, when you go into a mental health hospital, a treatment plan is made for you based on your individual needs. You'll have a meeting, usually with at least one psychiatrist, a nurse, and sometimes a psychologist in the room. They'll assess you, ask you questions, and make a plan for your treatment. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's, like, I know that's a very general term, but do you think that's, like, relatively...
1: Oh, yeah, that's definitely 100% what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's really important to uh, adjust the care plan to the patient's Mm -hmm. needs. Uh, And obviously care plans are person-centered, so firstly when a person comes to the hospital they see the nurses, the doctors, so we can prepare a plan and just look after um, a person as good as we can. Mm So with
0: what you do, do, do you work in, because you know it's private, is, there like an, is that split into adult and adolescents? Like?
1: Um, so I work uh, on an adult ward, mm-hmm. so we have patients 18 and above, mm-hmm. but there's also a ward for children um, and we also have NHS wards. Mm-hmm. So there is a massive difference between NHS and private wards um, mm-hmm. regarding therapy. Um, and it's it's actually mind blowing how different it is. Yeah. I think it's really worth sometimes putting money into your mental health and getting proper help. Um, you know, so if you if you are you know thinking, oh, should I pay like a few more pounds for a private therapist or a psychologist or whatever? Or should I just, you know, go out and just spend some money or clothes, whatever it is? Yeah, definitely look after your well-being, mm-hmm. prioritise yourself. Mm-hmm. I would say.
0: Yeah, it's something that I've found hard to consider because I haven't come from like a background with a lot of money. So when someone's like, oh, you should put money into health, you're like, oh yeah, maybe I should. When you actually start earning, like mm-hmm. now I've started earning money myself, and I think. I should be like putting money towards that rather than stupid things that I don't need, which I actually am very careful with now, to be honest. Since I've got a flat in London, I don't buy like clothes randomly or things like that only if I really like something. Um, but yeah, that's what we should really be putting our money into, right? Because the health is the most important thing we've got. in our whole lives, so that's what you should be really investing your money in, um, mental health included, because I think a lot of people overlook that and just think physical health is what you need Mm. to look after.
1: Oh yeah, 100%, because if you think about it, if you have a good mental health, like you feel mentally strong and resilient, then you are able to achieve more in life and you know, enjoy life more. Reach for your goals, you're just a different person, you feel more confident in your own skin, and that gives you this power, and it's just really amazing. So, I think just if you are able (laughs) to spend money on your mental health instead of you know stuff you don't need, Mm -hmm.
0: so what made you want to? want to start going into this is it because of like your own struggles or you just thought maybe wanted to do something that benefited other people like what sort of stem Have you always wanted to go into this
1: um, well, I don't think so at first I wanted to be a lawyer when I was mm-hmm. in high school so I was opting for this kind of university and modules and courses and stuff but then I um, mostly because of my experience um, with other people. Um, I became very compassionate and empathetic, mostly because (laughs) I encountered a lot of traumatic events myself. So I was like, oh wow, people can be really shitty. And I just don't get it. Why are you mean to like strangers or people you barely know? Why are people like that? It's so damaging. I don't want to be one of these people, you know, I don't want to be a bad person, I want to do something good for others because it actually makes me feel good as well. Mm -hmm. So that's why I started to be interested in psychology.
0: You encounter growing up so many horrible people and I'm really bad at taking on anything horrible myself, like I I get really hurt even if it's like a stranger in the street and that's something I'm trying to learn to not care about as much if someone random is coming up to me in the street or um online if someone's commenting something horrible I need to like learn to just brush it off and be like this person I don't know who this person is mm-hmm. Like they've just got their own negative energy that they're putting elsewhere um but yeah it is a hard a hard thing to overcome and then it you can spiral into your own mental health struggles right from what mm-hmm. people say like even the smallest of comments I remember so many fat phobic comments being thrown about towards me when I was so young, and I literally was was a healthy weight, mm-hmm. maybe like do you know what I mean, at that point in my life, and it, it scars me. I still remember it to this day when I'm 23, and I think that's crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like especially when you're growing up, mm-hmm. when you're in your teenage years, and people are just so cruel and violent to you, you just feel so lost, and your self-esteem is very very low. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very sad. Really, because people, I think people are just not aware how difficult it is mm-hmm. to cope with all these negative comments and hate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is important to be surrounded by, you know, environment that is very friendly and empathetic. Um, when I was growing up, I thought I'm okay. I I wasn't aware of a term mental health, you know, I was like like, what do you mean like someone can be mentally not well like if I don't have a broken leg like I'm fine, right? There's nothing visibly wrong with me, but then I started being like very low, very depressed um, and I feel like I was living on the edge till maybe like two years ago mm-hmm. I was just so, so lost in life, really, I was broken um and no one ever told me, oh maybe you should like reach out for help and mm-hmm. like talk to someone professional. Yeah, we can
0: talk a bit about like mental health struggles and like what you face if you want to a bit more later mm-hmm. on. Um but what does like your job role entail? Like what do you do on a day-to-day basis when you're at a mental health mm-hmm.
1: hospital? So um I work on the um, mm-hmm. uh, which means I have direct contact with patients. Mm-hmm. My shifts are quite long, because it's almost 13 hours per day, (laughs) so it's quite a lot, It's very intense, but it's also very rewarding, I would say, if you're able to make someone smile or laugh, even just for like 5 minutes, Mm -hmm. Um, it's amazing, really, it's Mm -hmm. really, really amazing. so I just look after patients in between the therapies. Mm-hmm. I make sure they are okay and they have someone um, they can speak to. Because the most important thing is to feel understood and feel like you have someone that wants to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Because then, you know, you just feel better about yourself, yeah. you don't feel lonely. And that's of a
0: burden. I think a lot of people don't talk because they think they're yes. putting stress and worry onto other people. Mm. Um, so, yeah, even just being there as a, someone to, to listen to them, that mm. must um, really help.
1: Yeah, but. definitely. I always repeat to my patients, I sound like a broken radio on the word, but mm-hmm. I always like communication, guys. Communication yeah. is the most important. And uh, surprisingly, a lot of people are just scared of admitting they feel bad. Because mm-hmm. one of my patients told me that they are kind of programmed to answer, oh, I'm okay. Because mm-hmm. it's like part of the culture. Someone asks you, everyone asks you like, yeah. "Oh, you all yeah. right? Yeah, good, you. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. just like an automatic yeah. response yeah. when
0: it's not actually, you're not genuinely thinking, am I
1: all right right now? Mm. You
0: just sort of think, yeah, I'm good, you.
1: And I feel like this kind of responses come from like kind of low Mm self-esteem Because you are like you don't believe that someone actually can care Mm -hmm. about how are you actually doing? Mm -hmm. So it's very important to communicate to others that I'm here I'm here to listen to you. Mm -hmm. You can talk to me about whatever you want and it's okay to admit I'm having a shitty day. I feel super bad And you know life isn't the best at the moment
0: yeah and I need some help yeah (laughs) you know I think so many people I find it a lot of the time it's like my older family like don't feel like they're maybe too proud I guess Mm -hmm. and they feel like if they say that they're having a shit time they're like failing when that's not the case like life is about having those high and low moments Mm. I mean obviously not as low as it can get in which is why we have the mental health hospital to help people realize that um they can get better and mm-hmm. they're they're undergoing like a mental health illness and I think even that is a taboo in itself for some of the older generation maybe that they don't want to admit like oh no I don't have depression like I'm they're, they're too scared to say that and admit that and it's fine like it's fine to get help and admit that you may not be at your best at the
1: moment yeah exactly for some people especially older ones like you said mm-hmm. i don't, i think they just don't get it mm-hmm. they don't get it that someone can struggle mentally mm-hmm. because they just haven't been taught that mm-hmm. that's the thing mm-hmm. and they have they haven't been taught that you can be vulnerable mm-hmm. and it's okay mm-hmm. to talk about the feelings you don't have to be like oh i can do it myself you know, I'm so independent, I get it, like, there's no point of
0: faking it, really. It's a lot of, like, suppression, I guess, probably from their parents and the parents before, like, maybe not being open with their children or whatever, like, trying to hide it again, um, when actually that is what these... Just everyone needs, right? Like everyone to be a little bit more open and communicate and share and be vulnerable Mm -hmm. so that we don't, no one else feels alone and we feel comfortable communicating and speaking out when we need that help Mm -hmm. that we deserve. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, definitely a lot of things come from our childhood. Mm -hmm. So if our grandparents were not shown that it's okay to talk about feelings and you know, it's okay. Then they're
0: not gonna pass it on to our parents, and then our no. parents just gonna be like blunt with us sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, even the whole men shouldn't cry or like men try not to cry in front of their families. But I'm like, how are you holding that in? I don't know if that's just a biased view because I cry at everything. So I'm like, how can you physically keep those tears in? Because I will just they will just come out, and I just have to accept it. But for some people, like, they can hold it back and cry only when they're on their own, which also is not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, because if that's what you prefer to do, being in your own private space. But it is okay to let those emotions out.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely, because, well, everyone has a different coping behind it, obviously. But if you just feel so overwhelmed with your feelings and you feel like you're losing it, why you are afraid of talking about it to other people Mm -hmm. like why you are just scared to communicate again Mm -hmm. communication to communicate about how you really feel Mm -hmm. people are just scared i think to be judged Mm -hmm. uh, mostly and sometimes they compare themselves to other people like when i um, told my grandparent a few weeks ago that I just feel really low and I've been also struggling with my um, like eating and my relationship with food and body image for a long time and when I say, oh, I just, you know, I just struggle with eating at the restaurant sometimes and they're like, like, what are you talking about? You are like overreacting exaggerating the whole situation. Look at other people, like there is war in Ukraine and you are talking about having a stupid meal in a restaurant being a problem. And it just makes me feel shit, really. I'm just like, oh my God, so am I making up all my problems? Like what's going on? So it's just so, so bad Mm -hmm. that we are taught to compare ourselves with Mm -hmm. others all the time even mm-hmm. when it comes to emotions and you know mm-hmm. our mindsets,
0: yeah it is i think it is so hard when you've got people who openly say stuff like that you know like it's i guess it's not their fault because that's how they've been brought up but it mm-hmm. is hard to hear that someone is not accepting what you're saying even if they don't understand it like i have family members that are undergoing mental health problems that i haven't experienced mm-hmm. before but i i am aware that it exists and I'll happily help in any way that I can do and Empathize as much as I can, but I'm not gonna p- make you feel like it's it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know
1: mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely people are just not educated enough. Mm-hmm. I think yeah um, About current issues and especially mental health wise People f- like are aware of depression and anxiety because they are like basics. Let's say mm-hmm. um they just don't understand what's like bipolar, anorexia, bulimia, they think it's all the same. They put it in one box and then they just don't know how to, you know, respond to people who struggle with it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. They're like, like, why are you like that? Mm-hmm. Like, put yourself together, you don't need therapy, just, you know, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, I really hope that one day, like, I love my grandparent, well, I've only got one grandparent now, unfortunately, but I really hope that one day, I love them, but that I, when I'm that age, I will keep an open mm. mind and not stop educating myself. Like if my children of my children are telling me something, I will wanna, I hope that I will listen to them mm-hmm. and accept what they're saying and not be just close-minded about things. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's what's gonna help cha- make massive change in the world in regards to mental illness, um, sexuality, like a lot of the big topics that we're talking about now and trying to educate ourselves and everyone around us on. I think that's the only way we're going to be able to get through is if everyone stays open-minded and Mm -hmm. willing to still educate themselves even when they're older.
1: Oh yeah, well if everyone said what you just said then the world would be a very happy place, (laughs) (laughs) really, because sometimes we are so selfish and Mm -hmm. like you said close-minded, we don't want to about other people and how we make them feel, mm-hmm. which is so sad and it's very difficult, um, especially when your family members don't understand what you're going through and they kind of feel ashamed of you because you have certain feelings um, and points of view. Mm-hmm. It's very very difficult. Um, And I have experienced that myself, that there's not much of understanding between me and um, some of my family members, Mm -hmm. usually the older ones. And uh, like the thing is, you can't blame them. Mm -hmm. You have to forgive them Mm -hmm. for whatever they said, whatever nasty comment they made. And just focus on yourself. Sometimes it means that You need to distance yourself Mm -hmm, from your family. It's kind of what I I did. Um, I moved to another country. (laughs) You (laughs) took
0: it to the extreme and (laughs) moved.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you don't have to do this to this extent, but the thing is, it's good to focus on yourself and give yourself the space and time you need Mm -hmm. to, you know, um, just realize what you want and what you need in life to feel better and fulfilled
0: yeah for sure and also when I said about the whole open-minded closed-minded thing I didn't want anyone to think that I think I'm perfect because I know that I've still got a long way to go and I think a lot of us do and sometimes we judge things too quickly and I'm trying to get into that mindset of being a bit more reflective and thinking why am I feeling negatively about a situation when it hasn't affected me like mm-hmm. have I got something in built in me from someone else or you know am I am I jealous or like what emotions are going around in my head and trying to pinpoint those and make myself less judgmental mm-hmm. I think I think it's all ingrained into us in a weird way and we have to try and like pull back the layers and keep keep that open mind I don't always have an open mind I just try to
1: mm-hmm. yeah I think trying is the best thing you can do because mm-hmm. you we're not structured to be perfect mm-hmm. we are just not we are human beings And it's totally fine to make mistakes, to say wrong things. But the most important thing is to stay open minded and to keep asking questions. Mm -hmm. If someone tells you, I feel suicidal, let's say I feel like I want to self-harm myself. Just don't run away from that person because you don't understand. Mm -hmm. Ask questions like, how can I help you at the moment? Like is there something I can do or what are the feelings that are going on in your head now? Mm-hmm. Like just keep asking questions, be more curious about other people and mm-hmm. it will allow you to understand them. Mm-hmm. And you will grow yourself, yeah, you know for sure. by knowing someone's experience. Um so just don't close yourself mm-hmm. from people who are, let's say, sad and at the lower point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. um when you were saying earlier about misconceptions like when others say oh there's those crackheads in the ward or whatever are there any miscon- other misconceptions that you've had about your job or um people that are in a mental institute or do mm-hmm. you know what i mean even for, whether that's just passing comments or from family and friends that don't really understand it are there any other sort mm-hmm.
1: of um, you know what interestingly even patients themselves joke around mm-hmm. um, being crackheads and you know um, like psychos and being in a <laughs> like a weird place as mental hospital, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of sad to be fair, because we keep joking about important topics mm-hmm. as our well-being. Um, And I think it comes from, again, lack of education Mm -hmm. um, and kind of sensitivity maybe sometimes because we are so ashamed of feeling bad Mm -hmm. and feeling depressed. And actually, I've seen an interview a few times, um, I mean, um, a few weeks ago or months even, um, and it said that depression, it means that your body needs deep rest like it exactly like deep rest right yeah so it's okay to take your like the time for yourself and mm-hmm. to just completely relax and focus on your needs basically
0: yeah i like that a lot um even you know you were saying about oh, i'm a site like people in the world be like oh, i'm a psycho or mm. i'm crazy or whatever obviously that's been pushed onto them from just society in general like all of us saying those sort of mm. things um i set like and you said not to joke about important topics and i agree to to some extent especially but like even i will like throw around the word like oh, I'm, I'm a bit of a psycho about mm-hmm. certain things and it's like maybe i should be reword things like that and not i don't know mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like i feel like we're we have these like words in our vocab that actually could be quite offensive to other people mm-hmm. Um. so thinking about maybe words that you're saying but then also I also do get how some sometimes people use things for like comedy and mm. they're just using it in a light-hearted way but it also can be problematic mm-hmm. so it's finding that balance I guess
1: yeah definitely um but I think like you said it comes from society and all these labels mm-hmm. and people are so obsessed about labels you mm-hmm. know you have to know like your disease um uh, everything has to be written on the paper, and you just need this proof that, oh, mm-hmm. I have this disorder, like, this this is yeah. who I am, like, I am depression, I am an eating disorder, and just people associate themselves with the label, or this, you know, words like psycho, crackhead, whatever it is, um, and because of that, they just restrict themselves, mm-hmm. you know, um, because, you like even if you are in a mental health hospital, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean there is something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. I also do um, my placement in a hospital mm-hmm. with addiction program, and my supervisor said, if you are mentally unwell, it's not that there is something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. It's what happened to you. Mm-hmm. So it's not about literally being a bad person it's about your experience Mm
0: -hmm. i read in a book actually recently um i think it's no such thing as normal by brianie gordon and she said she refers to like her mental illness because she has a bunch of different things um again labels um but she calls it like the depression rather than my depression because it's Mm -hmm. like just like an attachment rather than making it like feel like she's like this big depression walking around it's Mm. rather the depression that's affecting me rather than it being a big part of her if that makes sense which Mm. i thought was a quite nice way to put it rather than having just your mental health as Mm -hmm. the whole consuming part of your being you know
1: Mm -hmm. yeah that's really interesting actually and it's something we should start doing Mm -hmm. and practicing um much more than now because really you're not a label and you Mm. should remember that even if someone asks you about stuff like your sexuality or whatever Mm. like why do you need to know who you are why do you need to know the label can you not just be yourself and like explore whatever you want to explore
0: it's so true because it it leaves you more confused than ever i think labels Mm. especially with the sexuality spectrum because i think a lot of people think oh you're in a relationship with a boy so you're straight and it's like no do you know what I mean like it, it makes you confused because I'm like I'm I'm attracted to all genders mm-hmm. so I it confuses me in a sense that I'm like am I do you know what I mean it like makes me question myself mm-hmm. when that could have just all been scrapped and I could have just existed mm-hmm. doing what I want to do mm-hmm. and how who I want to be without like worrying on a deeper level when I could just be like living my life mm-hmm. I'm not stressing
1: yeah, definitely. Like if I go out to um a gay bar for a night out with my friend who's gay, people are like, "Oh, so you're a lesbian." And I'm like, "Well, I'm actually like very open." Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not saying I'm bi, I'm whatever. I'm just saying I'm open, right? If I am attracted to someone, like why not trying to like build something or whatever? Mm -hmm. I really don't like limiting myself with labels and I highly recommend everyone just start Mm -hmm. doing the same.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think I needed your talk today to be honest about labels because I feel like it is, something that brings on a lot more worry and stress and second guessing yourself and you start like thinking am i normal or am i this or am i that when you just didn't need any of that in the first place mm. with all these crazy labels that are yeah. going on like love who you want to love
1: exactly. and um
0: yeah be who you want to be
1: yeah and i think labels are really connected to uh, body image as mm-hmm. well um because we are kind of separated within a society into big sizes and small sizes, yeah. right? And it's, it's just like, what the fuck? It's so annoying, like there are so many different types of bodies and groups of people. Why do you limit ourselves, mm-hmm. our society, which is like billion human beings on the planet, and we can be either big or small? And Like, if you average, they're gonna, like, put you in one of these two boxes anyway. Because when you look at modeling agencies or whatever, they only have two categories, right? It's just regular models and, like, plus size. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, so sad, Mm -hmm. really.
0: It is bizarre, isn't it? Because I get really frustrated when brands have, like, a something curve range. And I'm like, why can't there be a mix of all size models in one outfit and you just switch to find whichever body you resonate with and you feel mm-hmm. like is yours and it doesn't have to be a separate part of the website so it's yeah, like exactly. all like p- bodies that are more accepted here and the bodies that are a little bit bigger and less accepted you have to go on a separate part of the website why can't all of the dr- the same dress mm-hmm. have like photos of people in different sizes and mm-hmm. shapes And then be done with it like i don't the separation is even worse i think they think they're doing something better by being like we've now got sizes 16 to 24 on another part of the website and it's like what like it doesn't make any sense to me
1: it's ridiculous isn't it bigger
0: divide than needed
1: Mm. like industry wants us to hate each other Mm -hmm. by doing so because literally we are not a label we are so much more we have personalities We have all different characters, passions. Why put ourselves in boxes, Mm -hmm. really?
0: Especially over appearance. It's so dumb, like to me. And we've been made to fixate on how we look and what we wear and Mm. our faces so much that, it's just so draining and we're gonna create like a a horrible society even worse than we are already if we keep focusing on our appearance rather than the deeper Mm. more interesting qualities than what color hair i have or like what my body looks like do you know what i mean it's literally so unimportant
1: yeah definitely and you know what i've been struggling with my body image for such a long time (laughs) it's very very upsetting because Mm -hmm. I haven't worn a swimsuit in 10 years. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to a beach or a swimming pool in 10 years, which is like even so weird to say, mm-hmm. and I kind of feel ashamed of that. Mm-hmm. But I want to speak about it, because I think that many people who can connect with that as well yeah, and relate sure. to that. Um, but I think recently I bought um, a swimming suit, and I'm like, you know what I'm gonna go for a swim if I feel like that and I'm not gonna give a shit about other people's opinion whatever I may not be like super super confident within my body but it's just my body and you know how I started loving it is um, by running marathons I started running so much and it helps me a lot because it shows me like oh wow my body is capable of running 15k yeah
0: that's crazy
1: and wow like i feel so blessed for being able mm-hmm. to do that why do i hate my body so much for its appearance and i don't appreciate it for what it can do for me mm-hmm. so bizarre and i
0: feel like we won't ever appreciate it until it's too late so i'm like i need to work on this now you know and like you said when you go to like the beach or a swimming pool, everyone's so focused on what they look like they literally mm. are not judging you or looking at your body and if they are then they that's just a negative thing on them i mean i think most of the time it's just everyone worrying about what they look like to other people mm. and i'm i am never looking at anyone else thinking like oh look at her body do you know what i mean yeah. that's that's something that never goes through my head so yeah. i'm assuming a lot of other people feel the same way and they're just worried about hiding their own bodies and covering up with towels and things mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah we should start just living our lives and trying to battle against all of the beauty standards
1: Yeah, that like don't let your insecurities limit yourself Mm -hmm. and like restrict yourself from doing What you like and trying out new things. I quit modeling a few years ago because I Was just so bad mentally Mm -hmm. and I've started therapy I'm still doing that and I feel very much more aware of myself Mm -hmm. and what I want in life so last week I did a fashion show, Mm. I didn't expect that at all, to be back to the industry, but I'm like, I just enjoy doing catwalks, and I'm gonna do it if I want to, like, I'm not, you know, confident, like I said before, but I don't want this to be my restriction Mm -hmm. from doing what I like.
0: Yeah, that's good, that's good, I think. You're always going to have bad days with body mm. image. Like I think, unfortunately, because it's been it's been ingrained in us, and it's just unlearning all those horrible behaviours that we've been taught. Um, but when you have those good days, it's so re- like nice and rewarding to like go out yeah. and defy everything you believed in yourself, and actually like prove to yourself that you're actually way more confident than you probably think, mm-hmm. and that your body is just just a body, and that's it. It doesn't mean anything more. You've got way more values and meaning, your personality and that's what is important in life.
1: Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's just important to listen and communicate, like I said again. Mm-hmm. Um even if we don't feel comfortable in our bodies and we for example are going on a date or whatever, like maybe let's talk about it mm-hmm. on a date even. Mm-hmm. Like be like, "Oh, hey, um I really like you and I would like to be closer with you, but I just like Feel very insecure about I don't know my stomach whatever like you know let someone know that there is something going on with you yeah. and you feel very sensitive about certain topics yeah. and just let's explore it together you don't have to be stuck by yourself mm-hmm. really
0: yeah so true have you faced any like challenges in working in the mental health wars like are there any is there any times where you're like oh god I don't know why I'm doing this because it's either triggering or Mm. you know anything like that that's made you think oh I don't know if I can physically do this today or this week or ever again
1: (laughs) oh definitely Mm -hmm. Um, I've had so many situations when I was feeling um, I think a bit overwhelmed Mm -hmm. however when I'm on the ward I'm 100% dedicated to the job and I'm there for the patients it's really re- important to remember that you're not doing it for yourself at that yeah. point. You are there to help people who are very, very vulnerable and they really need your support. Um, so, I had one patient and she was struggling with food. She had bulimia and other um, issues as well. It was kind of triggering for someone who's having, um, you know, problems with food. But at the end of the day, by supporting her and helping her, you know, going to the canteen for meals and stuff, I kind of grown myself and I, um, like improved my relationship with food because I was like, you know, preaching to her, oh, food is, you know, to fuel your body. It's all about um, nourishing your body. And it's like, A medicine for yourself it's like air you need food to uh, you know have energy Um, and then I was going back home and I was like oh wow that actually makes sense what I said to her why do I not implicate it to my life you know Mm -hmm. why (laughs) why do I only say it to other people but just don't listen to it myself Mm -hmm. so it's kind of helpful um, to even facing this like sensitive topics um and difficult topics that I struggle with
0: yeah I guess that that's quite nice actually um looking at it that way as well like being able to not that that's why you go to work but I just thought for, for me like how would you create that, that boundary where you split work from your personal life because mm-hmm. I'd be like oh my god I went through that or I'd be worried that I'd be triggered or something but it's, it's nice that it's worked out in a way that it's like almost positively impact how you live your life Mm -hmm. outside of work, which is nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting what she said to like separate your personal life from work life. But for me, I I think I have really, really good relationship with my patients because I'm real and I don't pretend that I'm just a professional doing my job. Mm -hmm. I'm actually very dedicated to the conversations and I'm not scared to like share my experience because Mm -hmm. by doing so I just show them that even if you still like in the therapy Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you're a freak you can still like enjoy your life or try to enjoy your life Mm -hmm. and like have a job try to socialize you're not restricted by again your label that you have depression or whatever Mm -hmm. You can just still try mm-hmm. because I'm not happy all the time. I really <laughs> struggle with that. Um, but it's all about not giving up on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it mm-hmm. really is, isn't it?
0: And I had a therapist actually come on in the previous episode and she was saying how she thinks everyone should have therapy, even if you're not going through like an illness, because mm-hmm. she thinks it's so important to talk and communicate and, mm-hmm. and they're pro everyone has like a bit of trauma or something bad that's happened in their life that's made them the way they are so she thinks it's better to have that therapy as a preventative rather than getting it at your lowest point because Mm -hmm. sometimes people are scared to be too vulnerable when they're at that stage or they don't come across how or get out the information that the therapist sort of needs to Mm -hmm. help them Um, so yeah therapy is definitely not like a bad thing like you would just say you know like some people think they're broken or they're psychos because they need therapy but uh, she thinks everyone needs it whether they have a mental illness or not
1: oh yeah definitely having a therapy is nothing to be ashamed of Mm -hmm. Um, and something that really bugged me um, was that some of my family members um, Actually pointed out that I shouldn't share with other people, especially people I don't really know, that I'm like having a therapy, mm-hmm. because it's something. Um, it means that there's something bad with you. You know, right. it's not okay to say that you're in therapy, um, because it's just not normal. Right, and. I found it really triggering. I was very, very angry at that time because it's not true at all. Mm-hmm. Like you, It just means that you need someone you can talk to.
0: Someone to trust and someone out of the your circle because sometimes that's what you need. If you're mm-hmm. going through a hard time and, you, and you've got those thoughts where you feel like you're a burden or you're going to stress out your partner or your yeah. mom or whatever you need someone who you can trust and speak to and it's going to keep all your information confidential, but that knows nothing about your life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's such a freeing thing to be able to do. Mm. And I think I I do believe that everyone should have a bit of therapy in their lives. I mean, I haven't started yet, but I want to.
1: Yeah. And you (laughs) should definitely do that because I, you know, everyone needs to talk about themselves sometimes Mm -hmm. and it's okay to talk to a stranger who is a professionalist and can actually help you like Mm -hmm. even if you feel everything is fine they can guide you in your life even like career-wise they can give you some guidance and some advice on that so Mm -hmm. just don't be scared of therapy because it's okay Mm -hmm.
0: For sure. So, back to sort of boundaries, do you feel like you have any tips or ways that you create that sort of barrier between working and being at home and trying not to let the like work stress or mm-hmm. the patients interfere with your like life at home?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I uh, worked out a really good routine for myself mm-hmm. and I try to stick to it um, as much as I can because it's important to have these healthy habits Mm -hmm. that keeps you sane um, and are related to something I enjoy or I'm interested in Mm -hmm. so I have kind of very strict morning and night routine especially on my working days Mm -hmm. Um, I very value me time in the morning and evening Mm -hmm. so I try to like have an hour before work and an hour after work just for myself and you know having a nice meal, watching some YouTube, doing something that inspires me um, to just grow in a different direction, maybe as well, Mm -hmm. because it's I love my job. I love working within the mental health field. But when you're like in your 20s, don't restrict yourself to just one thing that you feel like you have to do at the moment just more open and you know try out different things like i'm interested in fashion as well so i'm like looking into um modeling jobs at the moment because mm-hmm. that's something i want to do and i want to give it a go it's not only one thing we are still young so why not enjoy yeah. life a little yeah, bit yeah go for
0: it and like we're multi-dimensional like i think we're sort of conditioned to go down one career path for our Mm. whole lives and like people freak out and i say oh yeah i studied forensic science at uni and they're like what you do social media now and i'm like oh i I can also do science and also really enjoy creative subjects like yeah editing and video creation and things like that i think people just think you're very we're very limited because of what we've been told and it's fine to work in a mental health hospital and also do modeling on the side like that's so normal like we have so many passions when you sit back whoever's listening to this and you think of all the different things you like some of those things have absolutely nothing in common with each other and that's that's normal because you're allowed to have more than one passion that doesn't link to another
1: yeah and it actually shows that you are an open-minded person Mm -hmm. which is great and it's so important because when you think about it when you focus only on one job you feel like you're in a trap in a way Mm -hmm. after a few years even at the beginning if you're like oh that's definitely something i want to do that's the job Um, after a few years you don't know what will happen and Mm -hmm. it might be too late to like change your career path or whatever, because you don't have enough background to start something different. Mm-hmm. So it's important to explore different areas and mm-hmm. aspects of, um, you know, other um, d- div- uh, industries and stuff. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay. So before sort of we close the podcast and stuff, um Is there anything you do i know you just said routine because i do think routine is really underrated because that's definitely helped my mental health in the Mm. last few months like i had no routine throughout a lot of last year and it really like made me suffer i think that was probably one of the reasons why um is there anything else that you do to look after your mental health
1: um yeah like i mentioned um i run quite a lot Mm -hmm. recently i've started running uh And it's really, really good for my mental health. It's brilliant because it makes my relationship with my body better, Mm -hmm. basically. Um, Good God.
0: Sorry, that is thunder. We're currently (laughs) recording with a storm and I thought everything was about to cave in.
1: Yeah, so exercising. Mm -hmm. Um, Exercising really, really works for me. However, we need to remember to not turn it into an obsession mm-hmm so everything in moderation if you feel like exercising great go for it but if you're tired exhausted after work give yourself some time to rest mm-hmm. it's okay to lay in bed watch Netflix um, and
0: just to you know yeah find sorry to butt in but um find an exercise that works really well for you because i used to love dancing growing up and that's my favorite form of exercise mm. and it just i did it because i genuinely loved it and then it got a bit toxic in terms of body image which is why i sort of ended up diverting my career um but and i've recently started pole fitness mm-hmm. and i literally love like going so much like i'm so excited to go and learn something new and it's nothing about how my body looks or Mm -hmm. or like in a negative way so yeah finding exercise that works for you or a class or going to the gym or whatever it is i think that's really important
1: yeah definitely and when you look at social media you see a lot of people doing different stuff usually it's going for to a gym or um, i don't know running like i do but don't feel like you have to do what other people do because we are not all the same right so comparing yourself is definitely not something that works for our mental health so I do recommend having a nice routine but don't feel like you're obligated to do so if you are tired or having a bad day mm-hmm. like just go with the flow sometimes really yeah. and maybe try to exercise because it's really really helpful but again don't feel pressured to do mm-hmm. so Um. And just don't compare yourself mm-hmm. to other people, especially on social media. Like, I know you do social media. I know, um, sure. um, And it's like, I love your content because mm-hmm. it's just so real and so mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. Um, to what we used to. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you know, models um, that are kind of, kind of artificially, yeah. you know
0: and posting just a p- perfect lifestyle which is yeah it d- doesn't exist that's yeah. why that's why i use my social media the way i can yeah. as much as possible to try yeah. and show that show a real life like the good and bad times <laughs> mm.
1: yeah definitely and communicate oh communication again really good advice and just talk about what's in your head yeah. talk about your feelings don't be afraid to share
0: yeah ring up someone right now after this podcast if you are feeling bad and speak to someone that you can trust and that you love and will listen to you. What I like to do at the end of the episodes is basically you answer a question that the previous guest has set. Tasha's has asked you what part of you inside or out do you need to give more love to today?
1: Oh, Such
0: a beautiful question.
1: So sweet.
0: It's really nice because it's like making me reflect thinking like what do I need yeah, to, I'm to just like, I
1: feel like today and not only today but in general I want to more love to my inner child that is just you know playful looking for joy um and fun activities not sticking to just working routine uh and living between work and house mm-hmm. um and today i actually have a day off so i think i'm doing pretty well yeah good yeah,
0: yeah lovely i think for me i would say something to do with hydration because i've been really bad at like remembering mm. to drink a lot of water. Um, and it really affects obviously your brain because I get headaches constantly so <laughs> um, this is my reminder to drink more water because my head needs it <laughs> are you able to set a question for the next guest?
1: I think I have um, a question but I'm not sure if it's like appropriate Yeah, the question is do you think people can be in love and still not commit to a relationship
0: oh I like that i like that a lot that would be really interesting to see um her response so thank you for that um are there any is there anything you want to shout out i'll leave obviously like charities or helplines or anything that we've discussed in this episode Mm -hmm. down below in the podcast description so if you're struggling with um like eating disorders or any mental illness that we've discussed then i will leave that down below so people can go and seek help
1: Mm -hmm. um
0: is there anything else you want to shout out Um, it could be your own stuff or platforms or anything you want to literally
1: um, I mean I think there is um, Samaritan's helpline Mm -hmm. which is uh, I think open Mm -hmm. 24-7 so give them a ring whenever you feel lonely feel like you need to chat to someone Um, and in terms of getting therapy I think people are usually not aware of how to get to a therapist actually mm-hmm. so I would recommend just contacting your GP and mm-hmm. telling your GP about your problems and they're gonna direct you to um a specific professional so beautiful that's the beautiful. tip
0: <laughs> yes thank you so much for the chat I really enjoyed having you on and learning some more about your job and everything um and I will see you next week for another episode Thank you for listening. Thank you.